0: Guess what time it is? It's spritz o'clock. Good afternoon, spritz o'clockers, and welcome back to the podcast. Y'all already know the drill. Each week, Reeves and I enjoy a spritz cocktail while discussing all things girl talk, navigating your 20s, and our best advice. My name is Amanda. And I'm Reeves. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. This week, Reeves and I have our second official guest coming on the podcast, and I'm so excited to tell y'all that it is my mom. So everyone, please welcome my mom to the podcast. Reeves and I are so happy to have you here, mom. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So my mom really wanted to be included in ins and outs because it's her favorite portion of the podcast. And when we were younger, my mom would always make us go around the dinner table and like give our highs and lows of the week. If you guys had a mom like that, you had to like give a rose and a thorn or my mom used to call it. We can get into this story later, but what's your favorite monument? (laughs) It was like an inside family joke. But before we jump into ins and outs, I do want to give you guys a little background and context on... Mrs. Michelle DeWitt, because to know her is to love her. And I am just so excited to have her on this episode today. So, my mom is a sommelier, wife to my father and all of his many restaurant concepts, mother of three daughters, two humans, my sister and I, and then one multi poo puppy. She's a tennis player, lifelong snow skier, world traveler, and most importantly, expert advice giver. From putting me in my first pair of ski boots at 18 months old to showing me premier Grand Cru bottles and caviar bumps before my 21st birthday, not only has my mom given me a taste for the finer things in life, but she has shown me what it means to be a loving mother, supportive wife, and truly live as the main character. My mom is now a after recently earning her diploma from the WSET program all while launching restaurant concepts and food halls across America with her husband building her dream home in Aspen and traveling the world with her beloved Multipoo. Reese and I are so thrilled and grateful to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. We're so excited to have you.
0: Whenever I met
2: Amanda's mom for the first time I knew that we were soul sisters. Um oh I think I love her. So I'm really excited for y'all to hear this episode because she's literally the cutest woman I've ever met. Oh, so
1: I can't believe
0: you're not calling me the blonde Kris Jenner. (laughs) Anyways, before we dive into the conversation, (laughs) let's give our ins and outs of the week. Reeves, do you want to start us off with an in? Of course. So, my in this week is just good Samaritans.
2: Um, And what I mean by this is last week I got a DM request. We all know how I get so excited about that. But (laughs) I got a DM from this random woman and it says, Hello Reeves, my name is Olga. I am the new owner of Audi Q5, which your mother Claudia owned. I found your CD in the car. If you need it, I can send it just right where. If you still have the second car key, I would be very grateful if they sent it. I will pay for the delivery myself, delivery to Ukraine. And if you have the ID number from the car, please write. It's impossible to connect to the car. So I'm going to show you all a photo of my CD that I recorded when I was nine years old. And it has now made its way to Ukraine. And it is so nice because there are not many in existence. And... I literally think my mom, my dad, and my grandparents have these CDs, and it's just hilarious to me. So your mom sold a car? Yeah, basically my mom totaled this car. I guess they fixed it, and it's now in Ukraine, and now this woman has the CD with my face on it with me at nine years old. How did she find you? I guess there are only so many Reeves Lees in the world, I guess. Did you respond? No, I haven't responded because I probably should, but I just haven't gotten around to it. It sounds bad.
0: No, it doesn't sound that bad. I don't know how you're (laughs) going to get anything from Ukraine.
2: I have died laughing because I just was not expecting to see my face on this DM. With Olga. (laughs) With Olga. (laughs) (laughs) So nice people are in this week. It was nice of her to do that. But do you have an out for us? Obviously, do you even know me?
0: She loves okay. her outs. I know. So Reeves, you know what my out's going to be because we were talking about this when we were editing last week's podcast episode. And that is when your deodorant doesn't work. Me right now. So, okay, you guys, for context, it's 100 billion jagillion degrees in Dallas right now. And I normally use this dub deodorant. It literally always works amazingly. But... I ran out I forgot to order a new one so there was like this one day mom not to drag you but this is really like the perfect opportunity to talk about your deodorant Um, (laughs) so one day last week I had to borrow my mom's deodorant and it's the lady speed stick from degree you've used this deodorant since I was probably in the womb I have no memory of you ever using a different deodorant I think all moms use that deodorant. did your mom use that deodorant she used to I see I had to stop using degree deodorant when I graduated from like the teen spirit age group Mm -hmm. because I don't know why like I just always associated that with like fifth grade PE I can't explain it um anyways (laughs) yummy not the lady speed sick like that's the grown-up version I guess but whatever so my beloved dove deodorant like I thought I was not a sweaty person turns out I am (laughs) I just had a really great deodorant so I used your deodorant one day like I mean, like, what works for you works for you. It was not cutting it. Like, I was stinky. And, like, you like to tell me I'm stinky. Like, I actually believe you maybe now besides the fact that Dove is saving me usually. Anyways, you know that smell where it's, like, your deodorant's trying so hard to mask (laughs) the perspiration? Like, it's not stinky yet, but it's getting there. It's not straight B.O. It's, like, B.O mixed with a floral undertone. Like it's like I don't know how to explain it. Like we're editing and she's over there I'm with like, her nose not in her armpit, stop sniffing my armpit cuz I'm like I smell horrible. And I put this on like 2 hours ago. Like Oh, so you must oh. have just come out of the womb as like a precious little pansy that doesn't need very much deodorant. And I don't, I don't know if that's just like all moms don't need that I, much.
1: But I think maybe I should go um, experiment with some other <laughs> brands to maybe.
2: No, you never <laughs> maybe smell bad. I've been
1: stinky my whole life and didn't know it. Thank okay. Anyways,
0: do
2: you want to give us an out, Reeves? Yes. So we actually were just talking about this, but I tried Core Power for the first time. And I loved the actual workout, but heated workout classes are so out for me. I know both of y'all like core power, but I just, I could not, I pretty much laid on the floor the whole time. I texted Amanda after I go, I'm glad you didn't get to
0: witness me laying on this mat for the last hour and sweating like an ogre. Okay, I agree. Sometimes I want a heated workout. Sometimes I don't. I wish Core Power would mix it up a little bit and like give us some heated options, some non heated options, especially in the summer. Like, I don't want a heated workout always. My instructor was slipping
2: on the ground. She had to put a towel down and would walk on it and then bring the towel and walk on it because she was so scared she was going to fall. She said they've all been falling because it is so hot. It's so sweaty in there.
1: Yeah. Or so humid.
0: Talk about BO.
1: Oh my gosh. God. But
0: dude yes. i don't know yeah those studios smell so bad sometimes like i really think about it like the germs i have to bathe in hand sanitizer after i leave there it just
2: smelled like feet to me
0: and i didn't oh, like looking yeah, down know. at my it, feet like it does it does no. but i still go all the time <laughs> she's like
2: but i love it and i go
0: anyways i mean like it's so much more affordable like if we're being real like my pilates membership was over 200 a month like how much is core power like 130 Oh, it's yeah. nothing in comparison to because I know heat, it's like half of what you're probably paying at Legree. No offense. Yeah, but it is kind of like more of a feet vibe. <laughs> Libby,
2: Libby looked down on her feet. She goes, God, I'm going to get a pedicure after this class.
0: <laughs> so, that's why I have to have my gloss lab membership. So my toes are always looking stunning. That's for power. so valid because I was looking at mine. Anyways, Amanda, do you have an in? Um, So. Whenever I first started my social media, I was obsessed with sunscreen. I never laid out. I was always self-tanning. I'm naturally a ghost. But I'm going back, you guys. I have got to start wearing sunscreen every single day. I took a little, like, girlfriend's trip this past weekend to a ranch. I am beet red, like a tomato. I think you look healthy. I know. That's what's so sad. It's, like, for me to look even, like, the healthy status, I have to bake. Like, my natural state is, like, Victorian child dying of scarlet fever. It's not uh, this, like, healthy, like, glow thing. I look great right now, like, not to toot my own horn. Like, I love my complexion. For the first time ever, I feel like I don't need to cover my body in self-tanner to just, like, feel cute going out at night. You look tan. I couldn't even wear a bra today like a regular bra because the my back hurts so bad from my sunburn no I fell asleep on my stomach in the pool on a pool float how you know like the inflatable pool floats you float around the pool in and then you lay your head down on your arms and you fall asleep you're so comfortable yeah and I just fell asleep and y'all like my swimsuit was up my butt crack too (laughs) so my butt cheeks like I can't sit on the toilet
2: I bet they hurt so bad.
0: Yeah, they're lobster. Like a tanning bed, and it'll
2: get your
1: oh, little cheeks. Oh, don't we all? We remember can't talk that. about tanning beds. No, Mm-mm. I did that like
2: one time before prom, and then never again. Yeah, <laughs> I spray yeah. tans for life.
1: And lose it all hope, Amanda. I honestly think I had the same type of skin when you were when I was younger, and I just learned how to, like, get 15 minutes or 20 minutes a day of sun and just kind of build a base, and it kind of works. I mean, I don't I don't get super tan, but I. I feel like I got over that hump of being so fair-skinned. Yeah, you are like that way. naturally
0: to me in my mind now pretty tan. My mom says build a base. Yeah, for sure. That's what she sure. always says. Yeah, well, hopefully this doesn't peel. If not, I'm going to be like Jack Frost shedding dandruff <laughs> all over the town of Dallas if it starts snowing. It's not the weather changing. It's just me shedding a coat. <laughs> How so, did she come up with this? How like she that's what I this? picture in my head. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna like leave a trail. Like people are gonna think it's like snowing. You're gonna have to watch because it's cheeks. also my scalp. Like you know, like when I brushed my hair this morning, I was like, ow.
2: You need ow. a serum in your scalp.
0: Anyways, it looks like it's about time to jump into the episode. I know everyone that. I've told that my mom's coming on the podcast. The number one thing they're most excited to hear her talk about is wine because she has taken all of these wine courses, you guys. She just got her diploma from the WSET program. So congratulations. Yay,
1: congrats. That was was a long time coming, so thank you.
0: Do you want to kind of just briefly explain like what WSET is and what it means to get your diploma just to like give some context for anyone who doesn't know about like wine education? And like how long it takes
1: yes for sure for sure so basically i started in 2016 which makes me sound really old so (laughs) that's like seven years right starting but the w set stands for wine and spirits education trust and it's really kind of a a long name but it's uh, based in london and it's a worldwide education platform for learning about wine and it starts at like just basic levels and then if you just love what you're learning. You can just keep going. And that's kind of what happened with me. I actually started, uh, I think you were asking me earlier, Amanda, like, how did you first get introduced to the whole thing? And I have to credit Justin Beam at one of our restaurants at the time with 60 Vines. And we had put the whole introductory... uh, wait staff through the court of sommeliers level one training because we just felt like it was so important that they really understand wine and be able to at least have a foundation and be able to explain it to the customer and what we were doing at that concept and so he just asked me if i wanted to come along and like go through the course with them and i was like sure and then he he disappears back into like the kitchen and he comes back with these textbooks and i'm like what? What am I getting myself into? He's like, you might want to look through these before class starts tomorrow. And I'm like, oh my god, okay. So I went home and started flipping through them. And that one was only like a weekend. I mean, it was, um, I think we did two full days of you know, basically just diving in through the book and learning everything you could. And then we had an exam like that afternoon. And we were also doing the whole grand opening of that restaurant. And so I had to stay there late that night and do the grand opening. And then I told my husband, I was like, I have to go home. I have like 50 flashcards. I know I'm a dinosaur. I was still making flashcards. I love a (laughs) flashcard. I was like, I have to study. And so like, it was very stressful. And it's just like, you go and it's all like, um, timed and proctored
0: uh and you turn
1: in your you turn in your test and then they on that particular one they scored it right there and um and you just kind of found out in front of all your peers if you passed
0: or failed yes and you basically
1: people went to one side of the room or the other oh gosh (laughs) yeah it was single you out why don't they it was kind of crazy but um Anyway, that's kind of how I got started. So
0: that was level one. How many levels are there in total? And then how many have you completed?
1: Right, exactly. So, okay. So another thing that's important to understand is there are a few different education platforms out there if you really want to learn about wine. And of course, the first one I mentioned is the Court of Sommeliers. And that is the program that goes up to Master Sommelier that everyone hears about, that there's so few, you know, just a couple hundred in the country, and it's a very rigorous program, and it's true, and it's also really focused for people in the restaurants, right? It's people who are managing a wine cellar, Um, that are doing the service of wine. And at that time, I had already worked at the restaurants, and I wasn't working actively on the floor of the restaurant anymore. (laughs) Anyway, because I was really terrible at that, to be honest. (laughs) I have a lot of stories about... everyone
0: has their strengths and
1: weaknesses. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yes, that's for another day. But I was a miserable server. (gasps) And my dad... (laughs) Your dad, my husband, Randy, he literally could not wait to get me out of that. (laughs) And I, me too, like, but he's like, you have to work six months at our very first restaurant and, like, manage it and work behind the bar. And, oh, my gosh. Wait, I have
2: chills. That's sweet. I didn't know that. You you would
1: always say you would forget everybody's order. Oh, I forgot my parents' (laughs) order.
2: Your parents. Oh, Oh,
1: they brought, they, we were so fledgling one night. Oh, my gosh. They brought these people that were like, you know, he was basically the CFO of Exxon. Like he was just a friend of my dad's, but mostly a neighbor and they were like, okay, we're gonna introduce you to this new restaurant. So they're kind of like VIPs, right? <laughs> they come to our little tiny 32 seat restaurant and I'm waiting on them. And then I'm taking care of the other tables and I'm like, God, where is their food? Where is their food? Well, we still had paper tickets back at that time. And I reached into my my bib, uh, and my apron i guess i should say and i found their ticket <laughs> oh, no. and you never submitted no, it no i had never submitted it to the kitchen i mean i it had been 40 minutes and their food had not been oh, out no. y'all i no. so i just ran i think i ran to randy you know i'm not even sure if we were married at the time yet And I was like, this is what's happened. And he's like, oh, God, give it to me. And he had to run it back to the kitchen and, and, you know, expedite it. Yes, yes. And I had to go back and go,
0: sorry, this is a little bit late. And I was like, oh, God, I was just so bad at that. Do you want to tell people what restaurant... That was? Oh,
1: it was called Michelle's uh, Coffee Bar and Cafe uh, yeah. uh, in Snyder Plaza. Wait, Which, so
0: cute. which turned into Shell's Oyster Bar. It,
1: it did. Right. We, we made it for a year, and we just could not make any money. It was a coffee shop. It was before Starbucks mm-hmm. got here. Um, I always said to my husband, I was like, you were way before your time. You were serving coffee. We had like a health food menu. But he also wanted to be really affordable, right? So our check mm-hmm. average was just... Really low. It was just we were working so hard and just barely getting by. That's so so
0: cute. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's the beginning of that.
0: Anywho's old. Now I want to get into like the nitty gritty about wine, like questions that people want to know. So I put a little box on my story today, and I was like, "Okay, what? Like, what's the tea, guys? What do you want to know?" And everyone wants to know. You're strolling down the aisle at Kroger, at Tom Thumb, at Whole Foods, wherever you grocery shop. What bottles of wine, like, are you grabbing off the shelf that's a reasonable price point, like $20 and under, $25 and under for the everyday drinker?
1: You know, the thing is, when you're going to a basic uh, grocery store, I typically kind of believe in the top shelf way of looking at wine. Mm -hmm. Um, It's top shelf for a reason. And so depending on your price point, that's usually where I'll find the, the producers that I know that are just kind of to my to my palate, the things that I'm looking for. And so I could rattle off a bunch of names, but like I think Amanda was asking me, she's like, well, what do you think of Josh? And I'm like, that's a really good wine. It's solid. It's just, it's well balanced. It's just it has the structure that it needs. You know, is it, the most interesting complex wine, no, but I don't think if you're going to a grocery store, you're necessarily really looking for that. Your Josh is good. Oh yeah, White Haven. Yes. Oh, I love White Haven. Do we like, like
0: Oyster way. Bay?
1: And I like White Haven better than Oyster Bay for some reason, but I okay. would still say they're both solid.
2: What about um, Kim Crawford? And
1: I think Kim Crawford is fabulous. You guys are really <laughs> rolling with that.
0: I asked my mom about Miraval earlier because yeah. I I like rosé a lot. I do too. And I want to ask her about the celeb brands too because I know – no matter what category celebrities are entering, everyone is so critical of them always, whether it's, like, beauty or mm-hmm. wine. It always seems to be beauty, wine, or fashion. Like, that's yeah. what every yes. – or spirits. Or it's mm-hmm. tequila. Tequila is, like, the other really trendy one right now. But I love Miraval Rosé, which, if you don't know, that's, like, Angelina Jolie and Brad's Pitt Rosé. Honestly, y'all, like, Google it. It's It's good. the craziest story when they got divorced, like, how they split up this – wine company they're like still in lawsuits over it and they got divorced like almost 10 years ago i think it's like the wildest thing ever but it tastes great it's a great wine it's a great and it's not too expensive it's like 20 25 bucks i
1: i think i even saw it for cheaper uh, oh less expensive i should say and i think like a really good way to kind of get into wine is for sure experimenting but one thing that you could do is find a style or a grape variety that you like, right? For instance, I think you guys were just asking me about a lot of Sauvignon Blancs, right? And so that's, that's a type hot. of grape. It is, it is. And um, one thing you could do is just try a Sauvignon Blanc from all over the world because it's made all over the world. It's made in Napa, it's made uh, in France, it's made in Chile, and... Um, and so it, and I always think that's really fun and to do like you could have a party in fact and like each of you and bring a different And theme it like that. Let's Napa do that. Fun.
0: Let's have a like, saublong party. Saublong Let's do that. Party. And everybody bring their that. favorite saublong but like should we assign countries yes. to people? I want to yes. be New Zealand. <laughs> I, I guess I'll be Napa.
1: Be oh, perfect. okay.
0: Well, that's yeah. not a country, but yeah, oh, like a place. Well, like, no,
1: a place. But that's, yeah. No, a, that's yeah. an Appalachian, an area for
0: sure, a so wine-growing
1: region, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's our challenge that. to everyone listening. Yeah, let's do that. So I'm looking for a
2: dry, crisp, refreshing sauv Blanc. sauv Blanc. Yes. What should I look for? Under, let's say, $25, what yeah. would you get? Well, mm-hmm.
1: mostly what you're going to find with Sauvignon Blanc is High acid wine or a medium plus acid wine, so they're very crisp for that reason, Mm -hmm. and they're oftentimes grown in cooler regions, and so that helps keep that acidity there and gives it that lightness and that freshness and that zip. So, did I answer your question? No, she said, Which wine should uh, I get? Oh, well, I what. Like a brand, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So I think Kim Crawford would be right up your alley. Any of the New Zealand Sauvblons, their style—it's—it's it's changing a little bit now, but they um, typically are known for a very kind of lemongrassy, zesty, I like green, that. very thirst-quenching style. Mm-hmm. And so they, it's kind of leaping right out of the glass is what we would say. Whenever I would get this on a blind taste, it was probably the easiest wine to identify because it just literally jumps right out of the glass at you. Mm-hmm. I love and it. then you take a little sip and you're like mouth, your mouth is just watering, right? Because it's got all that acidity. Mm-hmm. So that is that is a really good one. And we could even talk about other grape varieties that will give you that same, you know. Sancerre. Well, yeah, so Sancerre we love is a Sancerre. wine region in the Loire Valley of France that grows Sauvignon Blanc so this gets a little tricky right because in America we tend to identify with the grape variety more like Chardonnay Pinot Noir Cabernet Sauvignon and in France we tend to um, think about the regions and what's grown there so it's kind of hard to learn like if you rattled off oh I like to drink Sancerre you might not even know that you're drinking Sauvignon Blanc but you are.
0: Sancerre is the place <coughs> Sauvignon Correct. Blanc is the grape so anytime you hear somebody say like Chardonnay that's a grape. That's a Pinot Grigio that's, that's a grape. A grape.
1: And that can be grown everywhere
0: right yeah like not
1: everywhere
2: but Pinot Noir
0: Disney, that's a grape. That's a grape. Why yep. did I not know it was the grape?
2: No yeah. this is what
0: we were talking about <laughs> yeah. like you guys I like to give my mom a hard time but that's because I'm her daughter I always say like people don't know what you're even saying because you don't realize how dumb everyone is like yeah, for lack of better so explanation yeah. like most people know like red and white right like that's like how before she really started teaching me I that's like all I knew like I wouldn't have known anything different like if my parents weren't like so into wine
2: yeah
0: I would still only know red wine white wine rose bubbles yeah I mean, I have to also say that I feel like I'm a
1: newbie coming into this. I mean, it was really, again, 2016, 17 years – or seven years ago that I really got into it. But I was drinking wine much younger, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. know why I liked it or what I liked. It was Kendall Jackson. Every – you know, I just liked kind of that um, fruit-forward, you know, buttery, oaky, sunshine-in-a-glass – type of Chardonnay that was being made like that and then um so what do you think of Kendall Jackson Chard do you I, still like I it I think that it's very solid for the money yep I think it's I mean there's a reason that that's a brand that everyone knows and it's had such staying power
2: so what's your favorite wine? would you say I'm a bubbles
1: person so I'm a champagne girl she ordered it at dinner the other yeah. night yeah <laughs> um I like to start every I, I have a glass of champagne every day just about I guess full disclosure that's yes. what i
0: said when i told you guys she lives life as the main character she has a glass of champagne every day that's and like some audrey but Hepburn i also went on
1: but i also have the best champagne cork stopper and i'm telling you you can preserve those bubbles i don't that's what we need I for do this not... we'll link it
0: we'll link it we need that <laughs> okay. so everyone if Why you have I... the problem this is a real problem you open a bottle of champagne and you can't reseal it because the cork doesn't stick in stick back in
1: yeah oh honey yes we need to find a really good one
0: any whozles i do want to know what's like this is like me just being the gossip that i am you're going to a dinner party at somebody's Mm -hmm. house they're serving wine what is something you would be like gasp that it was a horrible choice like embarrassing what is like a big like red flag like gives off that you're such an amateur like what are we avoiding at all costs
1: um maybe jug wine (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Is that like
0: boxed wine?
2: Well, okay. That one?
1: Different. Oh. Okay. So, and we should talk about both of those things. I would just say, you know, this is the bottom shelf of the grocery store, right? And sometimes you will see some inexpensive wines that are made really in a kind of a bulk fashion. And they're, they're sold as a jug. And they're usually I've never seen that. You, I haven't either. You no, know, I haven't. I hope they're still there. And I'm not going to name any names. But it used to be just... It was just, honestly, inexpensive wine that was... You know, if people were like, I, I'm having a big party and I'm only going to spend $8, then they would just... It's just in a big jug and it's got like a little... Candle. I've never seen that. Well, <laughs> I think it exists. Wow. It's probably much better than it was back in the day. Oh! And, Oh, my okay. God, y'all. Yeah. It's bigger
0: than the than the large size Cabot Pinot Grigio.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, you know, okay, we could talk about Cabot P- Pinot Grigio because they – I mean, they are – they produce so much wine. Um, some of those really large producers like Cabot, I mean, it can be solid. You know, I, th- I would just say putting a jug of wine on the table is maybe a red flag. Maybe, <laughs> put, it, maybe
0: put it in a decanter first if you're going to do that. <laughs> or barefoot. Don't drink barefoot. That's, yeah. It'll I make mean, you sick. Yeah. I've gotten so sick off that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Someone asked about, like, avoiding a hangover. Just avoid barefoot. You'll probably avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Enough about wine. I think people want to hear about you too. I know I do. You guys, I wrote down a list of questions and there's no way we're going to get through all of them. But I was thinking about this today when I was writing my little outline for this episode. And there's a lot of good questions in here. I'm just like so curious because there's things you write out, but I have never asked you, Mom. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh Like, there's, like, things I'm like, oh, when I think about it, I really want to know that about you, but I've only known you for 24 years. It's crazy that I've never asked you this. (laughs) I guess before we jump into that, I want to know, like, just explain to everybody, like, where you grew up, where you went to college, and then, like, when you moved to Dallas. I was born and raised in Denver, Colorado,
1: and I lived there until college, and I went to UC Santa Barbara for school. (laughs) And I think literally, I just was like, "Get me to the beach, get me, you know, somewhere outdoorsy." And I kind of threw a dart and <laughs> hit the map. And I think my high school counselor said I could probably get in there. Uh, and then after that, actually, one of the kind of bummer things about what happened in terms of my like young adulthood is my dad was transferred from Denver to Dallas for his job, going into my senior year, I think, of college. So I literally, you know, left college being a Denver girl and came home and was transplanted to Dallas and I guess I had a chance to like go back to Denver I think that was always my plan but then it was really intimidating and so I came home and I just started looking for jobs and I was like I'll give Dallas a try so I went into PR and advertising actually
0: and Um, she never left I know but don't you think a huge reason why you ended up staying in Dallas is because you met dad uh Yes, four years
1: later. I think I.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I, I mean, I was young and just kind of working and going out and trying, kind of just you know enjoying Dallas. And then yes, we did. We met in a bar, which is so weird.
0: We met at Chewy's. <laughs> and on McKinney in Uptown. On, yes,
1: we did. And it was just the weirdest story now because he's actually now on their board.
0: That's, which, so <laughs> I mean, it's just really coming But that's so cute because he's like, oh, yes. yeah, I'm going to go be on the board because that's where I met the <laughs> no. LOML, my LMOL. I, I
1: think he just loved Chewy's. And at the time, that was like the hottest place to hang out. And that's I, so funny. And that's I was so like You're literally girl. never
0: go out at Chewy's now. But no. like, oh, I love it that.
1: Like, it had the hottest bar scene. Like, if, if people are listening to this <laughs> that are any bit older, You will know that on the border and Chewies on Knox was the hottest place to be. That's hilarious. That's so funny.
2: How long have y'all been married and how old were y'all when y'all got married?
1: If you've ever seen my husband, he looks pretty young, right? He does. So I had no idea, but I met him when I was 24 and he was 34.
0: So we are 10 years apart did your parents freak out when you told them that no No? because i i knew he was a little bit old mom that's like my age do you realize that (laughs) like i'm 24 how if i came home with a 34 year old man would y'all not be like what the she goes oh maybe that would have been weird now but you know what
1: he was just so charming and he looked young and he just I don't know how to explain
0: it. I mean, he still has potty humor. So <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't surprise of hair. he was coming off yes. 10 years younger. <laughs> yeah.
1: But also, I had an older sister that was seven years older. I was always told I was an old soul. So it was like, yeah. we we knew the same songs. It never felt like there was this gap of things He's we didn't also have like a young
0: soul. So I feel oh, like yeah. you all balance each other out. Because yeah. you're like, oh, old soul vibes. He's like yeah. young soul vibes. So maybe like your cumulative age was like yeah. 28, 29. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, but
1: I think I always kind of was attracted to older guys, maybe not that much older, but I always kind of, for whatever reason, just kind of liked it if somebody kind of had their life together, Mm -hmm. you know, and they
0: just... Okay, but he did not have his life together. That's another kind of odd
1: thing. He was um, coming out of commercial real estate, and he was just so frustrated. He had done that for his early part of the career, probably 10 years. And oh, of course, he was a bartender and worked in restaurants all through his life, too. Um, You really should have him on someday. He's kind of an interesting guy. I know, but he's like an introvert.
0: Um, We'd have to have like 10 spritzes before arrival, but... Then he'd be... Or we'll give him bourbon. When y'all met, he was living at home. Oh, right. Oh, that's a great story. Actually,
1: okay, so he gives me his number, finally, at Chewy's. He helps me get a lime and a beer. Literally, (laughs) he does this Rico Suave move and like puts his finger in the beer and the lime, you know, he puts it, he tips it over and the lime like settles to the bottom of the glass like it could not have been a sheet, you know, like a cooler... (laughs) (laughs) little pickup move and then he turns turns it back over and I'm like oh great you know because that was when Corona beer was just coming out and that that whole thing with the lime in the beer that was not a thing when I was growing up I lived really close to the Coors Brewery we did not put lime in our beer you know we just chugged beer I did not know how to get the lime in the bottle and the and the bartender like cut it so big I was like trying to jam it in there and that's kind of how he saved me that's how he met he walked up and he was like can I help you with
2: that Oh, my God. Yeah. So, anyway,
1: so he finally did ask for my number. Then it took him four weeks to call me because he had to break up with someone else. A catering girl. And if you know me, I am not, like, the greatest cook. I, like, I like to cook, but I'm nothing special. And I laugh all the time that he that he broke up with the
0: care <laughs> for me. And then yeah. ended up owning yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: like, finally he called me after like a month. And I was just like, oh, I really thought maybe this was going to work out with this guy, but maybe mm-hmm. not. So when I returned the call, his sister <laughs> picked up the phone because he has a much younger sister. And I was like, oh, oh my god, who is this guy? He's shacking up with someone <laughs> and hitting uh-huh. on me? And I was just, like, I left my name, but I, like, slammed the phone down. Oh, my (laughs) god! The drama.
0: Could you imagine no cell phones, though? No. Like, I can't imagine calling a phone and, like, it being a family home. Like, his mother. It was. No, I know, but, like, I'm just saying I can't imagine, like, dating mom, like, in the (laughs) wild and calling a landline. Like, that's, like, crazy.
1: Yes. And then the next time I called back his dad answered and if you ever knew randy's dad he could just have a very commanding presence and he sometimes his voice just kind of came off a little gruff and i remember him going well he can't come to the phone right now and i'm like oh my god who is this guy (laughs) and then finally he asked me out on the date and he explains all this stuff and i'm like okay i think this all makes sense you know let's just see how this goes but then it wasn't very long before he moved out and um, you know, he was like, I think I want to open a restaurant. And I was like, I just saw so much potential in him. And I just knew right away. I was like, I think you should do it.
0: But, like, how do you know the difference between a guy who's mm. just, like, BSing and being like, oh, yeah, I'm 34. I live at home and I want to open a restaurant. Like, because I feel like that could be a red yeah. flag. Yeah. No offense, dad, if you're listening. Then there's the difference between somebody who, like, actually does have, like, the ambition and the drive. Yeah. Like, how, like, what's the difference there? I guess maybe if they're lying about other things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it wasn't very long before I had dinner over at their house. And, you know, I, I can pick up a lot from just the family and the way they interact. I think that was one of the things. And then just his knowledge. Like, our conversations were just, like, over the top in terms of just travel and places that he had been and just his awareness about everything was just like next level to me
0: yeah
1: um so I didn't think I don't think a faker could pull that off for for very long before you could kind of sniff that out yeah (laughs) Yeah. um for sure I just saw so much potential and he just had a huge capacity to work and just was always working really late. Even when he first got here, he still had his brokerage license. So we would go out on dates and I would show up. I would be like coming home from work and I would think, okay, I'll, I'll go over at 630. Oh my God, there were nights he did not come home till eight. And I was like, where have you been? He's like, oh, I'm just working. And I was like, oh, that was my first introduction to what it's like to um, kind of be in a relationship with someone that's an entrepreneur or someone yeah. that loves their work or just has yeah. a huge capacity to work. And that was very normal for him to work a twelve hour day.
0: Was and then when, that like hard though for you dating somebody like that? I, it was
1: definitely just like had to reset expectations. Mm-hmm. Like I was like I could have gone and worked out. Like
0: I like <laughs> I need. Mean. Sit I, I, was just, I could have gone to core power. I, I could have done. Yeah, if I, if he
1: wasn't gonna come home till eight, and then we had a great time. Oh my god, we'd always go to great restaurants and we. We
0: told around Dallas. So cute. To have, like, any advice, though, for somebody who is dating somebody like that, would it just be stick it out because it's worth it? Did you ever feel like you weren't a priority? Maybe. I I think that's
1: largely probably true. I mean, I think after a few years, I realized, I was like, oh, my gosh, this, and, and we started working together is what helped that. But, um you if you are in a relationship with an entrepreneur or someone that really loves to work I think the worst thing you could ever do is ask them not to work mm-hmm. like yeah. you do not need to be in that relationship that will be make them very angry I've learned like one time <laughs> or can you come home early and there's it's like that's just not their mindset so you have to just understand that you're in a relationship with someone that really loves to work that's what they love to do you need to keep yourself busy and do other things and just um expect that and you know, we also had a lot of really weird hours, right? We would work every work weekend and work every holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, that's just a no-go, right? They're like, I...
0: There's so many people who wouldn't be willing to give that sacrifice in the beginning. I realize a lot of people just, they don't want to work, but they want the success, which yeah. is just so yeah. interesting. Like, watching dad and watching you, like, y'all sacrificed so much, like, yeah friendships like going out like a lot of a normal like 20 something experience to basically like build yeah an incredible company and i think it's so worth it like t- i don't know like my mindset works like that like i'm very into entrepreneurs entrepreneurism entrepreneurship whatever the word is andrea god why like we say that word so much could it not have been like sky blue like any of those other words (laughs) (laughs) don't ask me to spell it it. don't (laughs) ask me to spell it Um, anyways like I don't know like it makes sense to me but it is interesting seeing like other people and like how they grew up like I just like grew up with parents just like worked so much and like I love that y'all set that example for me it's like one of the things I'm most grateful for yeah I feel like my dad was always working so much and traveling all the time
2: even when I was like super young and so I've just grown up seeing that yeah and so it does definitely. Wrap it also up on
0: though you. like I feel like it teaches you like low key what to look for in a husband. Like I could never yeah. like like if a guy was like on
2: his ass all day. all the time,
0: like I would be yeah. like, um, yeah. next, like yeah. Yeah. yeah, like no, thank you. No. But I am curious. Did you always want to be a mom? When were you like, I'm ready to be a mom?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know you were asking about that. I think there is. A certain amount of the time ticking and of course with our age difference too that was a little bit on my radar oh, yeah. too right like I was like I don't want you to be a super old dad but um it was kind you know I didn't I was right in the middle I didn't have kids right away I think I was 30 with you and then 32 with Chrissy so um yeah I kind of was like you know are we gonna do this I think we need to do it you know and Randy yeah. was like there's never a good time he wasn't totally on board i mean he was but he's mm-hmm. like is now the right time i think it's more the woman sometimes that really. but also like
0: it. i'm like dad like god like what yeah you were waiting you were like 40 like <laughs> there, there, there weren't that many years left yeah i mean yeah i think i just
1: finally said it's it's we got to do it and i always knew i wanted to be a mom mm-hmm. and i mean for me i always thought even numbers in terms of kids and I've heard it explained this way tell me if your generation does this but like it's whatever you imagine around your kitchen table in terms of the number of kids have you ever thought of it that way no
0: but I love that no
2: honestly I want to just because I grew up with my younger brother and I just like to I have two stepsisters and I love it being four now but yes
1: Two was good. Yeah, and I came from a family of three, and I was the middle child, and I always thought it was odd. <laughs> like, it, it, three was odd. Um, so I was always like two or four was my mind, and then, oh my gosh, when Chrissy came into the world, I was like, no I'm more. Oh, so, <laughs> no more. And Randy was totally good with that. Yeah, he was like, two is good. And yeah, so the 30s for me was just um, that whole transition to motherhood, which I found very hard. I mean, in terms of... Um, I always thought I would be a better older kid mom. And I think maybe that's still true. Like, I think this is the best part of motherhood right now is when your kids Uh are, like, in their, you know, like, young adults. Like, they're so much fun. But the early part was, you know, the lack of sleep and just breastfeeding and just all these (laughs) things you have to figure out. It was
0: kind of challenging, so. But I feel like I was so lucky, though. Like, because you, like, I'm not trying to, like, judge any working moms ever because i feel like i could totally see myself being a working mom Mm -hmm. but so you chose to be a stay-at-home mom like once me and chrissy got older a little bit like you worked it a little bit in the beginning Mm -hmm. i remember yeah but then when i feel like i was still pretty young maybe five or six when you decided to fully stay home and i loved that
2: you did (laughs) like
0: i did like i really did like i feel like that made a huge difference in my childhood like having you there like it meant a lot
2: oh Well, thank you. My (sighs) mom
0: was a stay-at-home
2: mom. Yeah. Like, when I was growing up. And I don't know what I would have done if she wasn't Like, I just feel
0: like, especially on TikTok with our generation now, stay-at-home moms take so much heat. Yeah. Like, they really do. And I'm just kind of like, I need our moms. We need our moms. I am a proud person to like come out of the I'm not afraid to say like say like I loved having a stay-at-home mom it totally made a difference in my childhood I felt so seen I felt like literally the number one like priority I was like the princess I felt like so valued by like having my mom there all the time like it meant so much to me the thought an effort that went into our yes. birthday
2: parties like and everything
0: <laughs> like we were talking about cds earlier with your name on it like i, I totally always had a birthday party cd oh that you made for me like with all of my and i just like feel so lucky to have yeah. had that because there were so many kids like and look everybody has their own experience and i know yeah. that i'm literally once again like being a mom is so individual i'm not trying to drag anybody like whatever you choose to do you have to do what works for you and your family but like I loved you it this like way. That, yeah. Like I, I loved it. And like it sometimes like makes me sad to see like so many stay-at-home moms get like so judged and stuff because oh, people yeah. think it's like the cop out and I'm like the cop out no, like, okay,
1: in my generation, everyone that got judged were the ones that went to work. It's almost done like a one
0: eighty. Oh my gosh. Everything's so different now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh, like how could you like stay at home? Like uh, feminism, like da 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 all this stuff. I said, I don't even think that's like a non-feminist choice. I think you just have to do what works yeah. for you. Yeah.
1: And I can tell you for sure, the, the moms that I know, that I'm very close to several of them that worked there, had very challenging careers and worked the whole time and their kids had to do daycare and mm-hmm. all of that. I think you know, you know if you're going to be that mom that yeah. works and, or that one that's better at home. And I mean, for me, that decision, I think, was largely based on how busy our company was starting to get. And mm-hmm. with Randy being, you know, the owner and the CEO I, I just felt like I had to keep the wheels on the family bus going. That's good. And so that was kind of what was driving my um, my decision. And also, though, I look back on it, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I was excellent at multitasking. And so some moms can just pull that off yeah, and do that so well. So if you're that mom – and and here's the other thing. Just forget the guilt. Like, that's just ridiculous. We are all just trying to get through our day and do the best job we can yeah. and just – just don't even go there when you know you just I remember like the straw that broke the camel's back with me going home um and quitting work and Amanda I don't know if you even knew this story but I you had um, a soccer game and I don't know if you all remember soccer but they were always like just insane about you had to be in the perfect uniform or do you remember like if you did not have the socks that matched yes you yes in, you had to have you had your, to knees, have your, your thumb, knee pads underneath all your socks your knee pads yeah. in you could not have your earrings in you would not get to play the game like it you crazy had, yeah and I remember I came home from work and I could not find Amanda's soccer socks and
0: I blew a gasket. And I was like,
1: what kind of mom am I if I don't know where my daughter's soccer socks are? Because the nanny had, like, done the laundry and put them somewhere else. And so I had to send her in, like, the wrong color socks. Did and I then knock then I it think, to play I, Yeah, I mean, and then I think, actually, I think, like, dad brought them later. Like, he's like, I found him, I found him. And so, like, I'm changing your socks in the middle of the game or whatever so you can play. I was like, I need to just be more focused and more on point here you know
0: (laughs) so that was funny i think that's so probably relatable to so many people though but like that was it yeah like that's like the straw that broke the camel's back i'm done working yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that's like so funny. But
1: I've also heard from a lot of my friends that were working at the time also like, oh my God, we, we can't, you know, we, we operate at like, you know, 50%, 75%. We never get it all right, Michelle, you know? Yeah. And I was like, I know. Why was I holding myself to the standard? You know, big deal. I didn't couldn't find the socks. But that was failure to me for some stupid reason, yeah. you know, and I was like, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not being good at anything right now. I need mm-hmm. to like focus. That's on so thing. true. Like
0: there's like, I do that to myself a lot though. Like I put so many things on my plate where I realize I'm like, I'm like literally 50% everywhere. Like it would be so much better to eliminate a few things and yeah. like up my, yeah. You know, or
1: if you're in a situation where you can't really do that, you know what? Just give yourself a break. Then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like cut the guilt and just be like, you know what? It didn't happen today. We're doing It's just, we just
0: so yeah. funny because like soccer and me, like that was probably the <laughs> only year I ever played soccer. Like I was so not into any of the sports. Well, me I tried either. ballet no, you? I, I like ball- dance. I, mean, I always like dance yeah. and cheer. I did that all the way up until the end. She's a girly girl. But like, yeah, I don't like in high school, I didn't play one sport with ball me either no no well okay I have
2: a question so now that Amanda's at home, mm-hmm. what's been your favorite part about having her home?
1: Oh my God, I love when she asks me to go work out or like go get <laughs>
2: lunch. Because
0: you ask me to work out, I, I feel know, like you motivate
1: me. No, it has been like, and she's just like this little mouse. I mean, I don't really, <laughs> no, really see her. Little, no, I mean you're like you're not loud. You're like just go in your room and you get your stuff done. And oh my God, and like she's a little adult. I'm gonna really miss her when she's gone because it's like my little buddy now. Oh and my husband's got. And kind of back into a big project at work and so and I haven't been doing like any of my formal like wine education classes that's like a story for another day but we just moved into this house and then I'm building a house up in Colorado it's
0: been so great I've loved being at home like I I'm such a family person you guys know I'm like an astrology nut if you followed me for a while and honestly it is so freaking I like I owe my sister all of this like astrology education I've gotten she showed me the whole thing but like I am such like a family oriented person and I don't think I realized that at a very young age and like all of my friends were always like god I can't wait to get out of here and like go to college I'm moving so far away from my parents and I was always like oh wait I kind of like them like I was like oh I kind of like it here like I don't know like yeah I don't really want to leave like I have like all these cousins here and like I always had my grandparents and everyone growing up like we have tons of family here and I always loved that like I was like I know you're looking at me over here you're like I couldn't wait to get out of Alabama no yeah. like I was out of there but yeah. but and that's like so valid but it was like my personality like I was like moving home for me was like I was like okay
2: i miss my mom so much yeah she do. literally was telling me the other day she's like i always think about it how crazy if you moved home like Reeves, we could go on walks together yeah. and i was like
0: yeah <laughs> wait but she's like, like she needs to come stay with you
2: i know i always like make her stay and she's yeah. like should i get a hotel i'm like no you're sleeping with me but okay well i want to hear
0: about the aspen house i've oh. never been to aspen so oh, explain gosh, we're change that soon yeah we need to take you yeah Explain to everybody, like, you – why are we building a house in Aspen? Like, what is going on?
1: Okay, well, all right. So you all know I was born and raised in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, that little saying, you know, you can take the girl out of Colorado. Yeah, you can't take the Colorado out of the girl. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure everybody feels that way about wherever their hometown is. But um, so we actually – believe it or not, Randy and I used to drive motorcycles, ride motorcycles. They're so cute. He's
0: he's a total –
1: gear guy and so <laughs> we. i would ride, ride on parts. the back yeah of his harley and then i <laughs> yeah. i ultimately got my own motorcycle license you're kidding yes and so but we would take these trips up to colorado because they just love the windy roads and we started going up to aspen now mind you i skied vale my entire young career my young life because and so my parents had a condo yeah and i still to this day i will take to my grave that is by far the best ski mountain that i've ever skied in terms of just it has like growing for everyone. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just amazing. So, um, absolutely love Vale. Amanda's middle name is Vale. <laughs> so-
0: I love Did skiing I know Vale. That? Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I know so you're was- Claudia Reeves. Wait, I don't think I knew that. Okay, well now you know. Learn something new every <gasps> day. It's so sweet yeah. and
2: sentimental. I
0: but love it. I loved growing up and skiing veil and oh. the mini mice oh, and all of that yeah. like magic carpet i always say that. like the best gift my parents gave me was like the ability to ski because <gasps> i did not on my own there is no way me no. being like the prissy pants i was growing up like you dragged me like I, to ski school do you remember I, how I, freaking I resistant i was and do you
1: know it was i mean i really think it was not until you were about 16 or 17 and you went on i that finally spring, got it spring break trip uh well, that's when I found out, like, to all the boys
0: range. liked girls. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was like, she <laughs> called called and went, Mom, I, I just am having the best time skiing. And I'm like, I look up to the yes. heavens and I'm like, oh my god, maybe all of those lessons and all of that time was worth it, you know. That's, but It so was. Funny. It was so worth but it. But I thought you guys would never pick it up really, basically, because in your, like, mid teens, like, you had kind of I feel like I still had to drag you out there and you guys were cold and complaining and nobody was happy. Okay, well, there is
0: a lot to be said. Y'all made me freaking rough it because every single year, this is literally growing up story of my life, I had to buy shoes that were two sizes too big for my feet because my mom would say, oh, well, your foot's going to grow. Your foot's going to grow. Your foot's (laughs) going to grow. And I was like, mom, I've literally been a size six since conception. Like I... We're not growing anymore over here. Like, I promise you. Like, We're I, not growing. I had no idea I was going to be And end so, up like, every time, like, girl. with the ski clothes, I was like, Mom, like, I need new ski clothes. I'm freezing my butt off. I'm never going to have fun. I'm so freaking cold. And you'd be like, Oh, that North Face thing from the clearance rack five years ago isn't cutting it? Like, and I'm like, What? no it's not right. <laughs> like I, it's not but I also like always had the, the cutest newest yeah. thing too so I totally get why she was resistant like why you were resistant because you were like I know you're just trying to get me into the the jacket of the season or something yeah. which I totally probably was but yeah. like yeah I will say I was roughing it the first few years with my my hand-me-downs yeah that's so funny yeah you did have hand-me-downs I
2: went on a spring break trip my sophomore year of college and my dad he's always like he played um, college football and baseball, and so his knees are, like, shot. shot. And um, so when we were growing up, my mom always dreamed of going to Colorado. My dad's like, we're not going skiing. I can't ski with my knees. Yeah. And so we never went skiing. And so the first time I ever went was sophomore year of college, and I
0: hated it. Yeah. I was no, on the slope. We're going to redo. We're going to do, like, a lesson. You need to, like prop, like, do it proper. Properly were you scared did you have no a, because
2: i just, i water ski i oh. grew up water skiing so oh, i was like you can oh totally get well, it i can ski
1: it was very different it's very different
2: um one of my best friends actually does like he teaches private lessons in Vail so i oh. need to just take from him oh yeah and go okay. so anyways you yeah, guys yeah, are building aspen.
1: the aspen house yeah. We had to make a decision, and I, I never could just get enough time in the mountains. I We would go for a week, and I'd be like, wait, why are we going back to Dallas? Yeah. Like, it's 105. Randy was like, rats, I thought when we got this condo that we have, like, a fractional ownership condo. He's like, I thought that would do it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but no. you just don't let it go. <laughs> I just <was laughs> like, I'm not going to let it go. So, like, this is my dream. Looking, start looking. And then it, there was this whole discussion, do we do Vail? Or Aspen oh. and I was so much more familiar with uh Vale. But long story short, we just felt like Aspen for various reasons was m- like more of a complete town. Yeah. I mean, busy all year round, not just in the season. Great I
0: shopping. Know, like Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um it just has <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> my priorities. <laughs> and and shopping. the art scene. Like since then I've just really gotten into like all the live music that's there. The theater, the theater that's there, the that's Wheeler so Opera House. I mean, they have so Aspen is such a complete town and it's so clean and just has so many like good things going for it. So that was how we ended up um, deciding on Aspen. And
0: the house though? Yeah. Delayed. 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 We bought the lot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we literally
1: were in Aspen on Labor Day weekend and well We had to come home the Friday of Labor Day weekend. That's just the way the fractional ownership, like the week that we got in our lottery was so sad. And so everyone's coming to town, right? It's Friday of the kickoff Labor Day weekend, and we are leaving. And I'm like so sad. And so we come home to like the, again, 110 degree heat. And Randy pops open his computer, and he's looking at Zillow. And he's like, we had just been to this area that we kind of had our eye on. And he's like, a lot just came up for sale. And he's like, we just rode our bikes by that yesterday. There's no lot there. There's a dog park. And so we literally got on Google Earth and like zoomed in. And we're like, oh my god. I mean, it's a dog park, but it says it's for sale. And so. Long story short, this woman had l- literally held the lot for like investment purposes. So savvy! If I'm ever that smart, I'll be so <laughs> proud of myself. So like for nine years, just kind of when it went into we went it. into a recession, sat on it, it accumulated value and so forth. And then she just decided to put it up
0: for sale. I just want to say we are the people that tore down the dog park to build a house. That was our we big were... debut to the neighborhood. Yes, exactly. I'm sure you, as you can imagine, the HOA <laughs> is delighted with us yeah, probably yeah. i loved the dog park but somebody was
1: gonna buy it yeah, and someone, so no, yeah look S- yeah so d- we,
0: the, the devil works hard but we work harder yeah we, 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 of, we <laughs> were gonna get we yeah. were gonna get a lot and we okay. were gonna take a dog park around. yeah <laughs> like no i'm yeah. just kidding but like yeah oh god yeah. it's just so funny and it's taken forever to build since but yes, s- aspen
1: moves at its own pace and
0: um, you're not gonna you're not gonna delulu s- land up there a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna be I'm sure honest the inspections and i just yeah, can't even It's such in the city. a stick up their butt up there like oh my gosh the fact that you have to tell them about the wall that's around the construction
1: oh yeah they've just got very very stringent uh rules about construction so i think we had to Oh, I wish I knew how to.
0: No, refer I remember to it, what it was because I was like so floored by this. So I'll explain. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> so the construction started on the lot. They made y'all build a wall around the perimeter yeah, of the lot yeah. to oh. protect basically the ugliness that yeah. was caused by the construction. Yeah. And it was called beautification. Beautification. Oh,
1: is that what I paid? <laughs> that was yes. line item. It probably. was the beautification, yourself.
0: like, like cost of, like, building a home. Yeah. You, If you are going to build a home from the ground up, that is too ugly for everyone in the neighborhood to bear. No. <laughs> so you must then build a wall around Beautify the perimeter it. so that when the people who are working on building your house every day, the construction workers, are, hidden. are literally hidden inside a wall.
1: <laughs> uh, I think, I no mean, wind. mean, it's no dire. Wind. There's I like... mean, that is...
0: It the is. Loop. It
1: is the prettiest construction fence I have ever <laughs> it, seen. It's like stunning. It's yeah.
0: gorgeous. Like what? What? I, can, I literally have to show you a picture. Like, and and then just just to be taken down. Like yeah. that sends yeah. me to
2: Jupiter. But yeah. so like- when did y'all start building? Yeah. And when's it? When's okay, it going to be complete? Yeah,
1: ready? It, so we bought the lot in two thousand and nineteen, and went in per- for permit. I don't know, maybe a year after that because we had to design the house, mm-hmm. and then a little thing called COVID happened, <laughs> and no one at the city was like going into work, and no. I think the plans just sat on the desk for ever, and we just <sighs> yeah, and so um, they are telling us it'll be ready next October and it's i got literally 4 be, years i have to also be very honest i mean this is not like some mega mansion that we're building it was the last lot in a subdivision it's not a ginormous house it's not complicated it's, and it's still taking and forever it's still taking forever yeah exactly so um yeah the build on it will probably be just under 3 years mm-hmm. they told us wow they thought they could build it in 22 months and my husband's like Nah, well, they all—they
0: all, love to say like <laughs> yeah, especially after building our dallas house too like trust yeah. me i was waiting for that to be done and like that built was our house they always took say so long. Yeah, yeah they always say it's like Before oh it's COVID. if it's 12 months you just go ahead and double that yeah like why don't you, you? do yeah. you do and then you just have unforeseen
1: things happen and it's cray just cray. the building process but yeah a lot of decisions to make well, i'm so.
0: so excited we'll have to take reeves and give her a ski lesson oh, oh, okay please that
2: please. would be so fun be so much fun that would
0: be so fun well it looks like it's about time for us to wrap up thank you so so much for tuning into this week's episode if you enjoyed this the clock talk today please make sure to tell your friends leave a glowing review and give us a five star rating on whatever app you listen to podcasts on as always if you have any questions comments concerns ideas or feedback please feel free to message us on social media you can find both of us on tiktok and instagram at it's amanda dewitt and at reeves underscore lee and please do not forget to check the description box down below for any relevant information or links pertaining to this episode with that being said ta-ta for now i hope everyone has a fabulous day and we will see you all here next Tuesday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.